Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball. It's players only. Timmy Trumpets has changed the game. Spencer Strider, Lord of the Rings talk. Trevor Plouffe, let's get it! One month, people! One month! Oh my god. Good afternoon, good morning, and good night. The old Trevor Plouffe. Welcome to Talking Baseball, presented by Seat Geek. Huge app heading into Labor Day. The dog days of August are completely in our rear view. Heading into Labor Day weekend, we've got a little over a month left of games. The AL mid is still up for grabs. We had some crazy, crazy performances. My Yanks, I think I got to talk about a little bit because they're calling up kids now to try to right the ship. Trevz Otani's coming for that MVP. I'm hype, dude. How you doing, Ploofy? I'm feeling it today. Yeah. You know it's Friday. We got a long weekend. It's hot as shit in Los Angeles. So that means I got to look. When it gets hot, there's a few things I got to do. One. Get in the pool. Two, grab a deli. Three, put the glove on, play a little bit of catch in the backyard. I have my uh, batting glove under here. This is just not the way to play, people. If it's cold out, maybe, but goodness, you need to have your fingers, your bare fingers up in all those holes. Mm. That's how you really feel the ball. Hmm. That's all I got. I'm ready for this, man. Friday, are you kidding me? Stimulator? Yeah, a little stimulator at the end. Uh, Jamalope Jamalope is still, he's running around. We got through the dog days over here. He's doing the midweeks. We're we're trying to sneak him back on to some of the end of the the recap eps. And they're going to become less recap. I mean, more teams are dying every week. Uh, and, I mean, we're setting up for the postseason, which, as you guys know, or maybe you don't, if you're new to talking baseball, it's every day in the postseason. Oh, God. It's different. It's different. It's postseason ball. There's no more fatigue. There's nothing. Albert chasing down A-Rod? Straight adrenaline in September into October. It's, it's, what, we, it's what you run on. There's Not no, coffee. It's just straight adrenaline, baby. Adrenaline, homers, power. Uh, yeah, Trevor Plouffe, Jake Storielli, big baby David. Um, let's Can I th- tell you one more yeah, thing? Yeah, what do you? I was gonna say, what do you? What do you need to get off your chest before we get into it? I think I might have had something different before the show that I said I was gonna say. Okay. But now, I forgot what I was gonna say again. Double forgot what you were going to say to open the show. I really did. Just right there. That was in the moment, That's people. Nuts, I had something bro. really fun to say, and I forgot what I was going to say. September. It's really hot in California. It's like a crazy heat wave. Glass animals. We're I ta- don't know. We're talking about doing a wife swap. No, bro. No, stop with this. No, I'm not married yet, Trev. So stop throwing That's like that a Yankees thing. Isn't that a Yankee story? <laughs> yeah, there's a famous there's a oh, famous God. Yankee story, two pitchers that that swapped it up. How about this? You think about it, and maybe you remember both of them. Yeah, maybe. 
We got to get into it. The National League is stacked. The AL is stacked. The IL, I mean, some of these standouts. Spencer Strider, are you nuts? Um, it's all brought to you by Muggsy. Fall is around the corner. We were just telling you in baseball. You don't term. even have a wife. I, that's what I said. That's what I just said. So stop suggesting it. Muggsy, fall is around the corner, and you need to up your style and game. Say goodbye to gym short season and flip-flops. I mean, baseball and Muggsy, they kind of go hand-in-hand. They're Chom's number one gene. They're my number one gene. I wasn't. I I hadn't drank the Muggsy Kool-Aid. Now that I have, it's all I wear, man. Um, And Muggsy with code JOMBOY. Link in the description. They are giving you 10% off your entire order. Get ready for this fall and get some room for your balls. How about that? A little rhyme for you. Uh, They're never too baggy. They're never too skinny. They fit just right. Try them out and do your legs a favor. Head to Muggsy.com. Pick up a pair of the most comfortable jeans ever worn. Muggsy.com. 10% off your entire order with John Boy. I mean, they've got jean jeans. They've got my black pants I've been wearing. Those are kind of my going Ooh. out. Like, you yeah. know what I call those jeans. What do you call those? Well, I can't say the full word unless everybody earmuffs. Okay, let's earmuff real quick. Okay, ready on three earmuff. Those are your L.A. fuckboy jeans. Yeah, yeah, Tyler Wade. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, oh, and Trev, we got to talk after this. Uh, I was texting... Cole Tucker last night and he wants to do he might maybe he comes out for October when you come out to the city and maybe we (laughs) oh don't don't tease me like that yeah yep well now well guess what I'm sure Olivia wants to come out now (laughs) yeah how convenient is that how convenient call me right now (laughs) man she's listening today listening listening live she's listening today thank you hey I want to come to New York If I get that later today. Yeah. Wait, did, is Cole going? Um, Trev, can I tell you a little bit of what was going on in the National League? Please do. Please okay. Do. Let's do it. I mean, you hear the trumpets there. You should have heard the trumpets in Queens. If you haven't yet, you should. I had genuine chills on my neck. I'm not normally that guy. But Timmy Trumpets goes full narco. Edwin Diaz live. As the Mets face the Dodgers, is this a little NLCS preview? And guess what? Timmy didn't get to play the first night because the Dodgers won 4-3. But he played the next couple. DeGrom Day. Mets win 2-1. Timmy Trumpets and Edwin Diaz coming out. I mean, the scene was electric and unreal. And then a little Bassett Kershaw to finish it off. Are you kidding me? The Mets win. Dodgers get some bad injuries updates on uh, our guy Gonsolin. Gratterall. I, I, I don't know. I, some things to talk about there. That Nimmo catch was ridiculous. Edwin hits his fastest pitch ever. Such good action uh, in New York. The Padres. They sweep the Giants. Good for them. Get hot, San Diego. Let's talk about you in a good way. Let's put that Tati stuff in our rear view. They win three one-run games. How about it? There was a delay in that first one. Uh, They get through that one. 
Hater gets a save in the last game. Okay. Let's talk about that a little bit. I know Trev is in on it. Darvish chasing down some big strikeout records. That's pretty cool. He's a stud, man. Speaking of, I mentioned this guy twice already. Down in Atlanta, the Braves took two out of three from the Rockies. The Kelsey Winger return series. People are talking about it. And the highlight you need to know after they split the first two games 3-2 each time, Spencer Strider drops it in a way we haven't really seen this season. Holy smoke. Jerry Blevins just waved to me. He's leaving. He was, he was doing a little jam gaming. That comes out in a little bit. Uh, the Cardinals and the Reds. Cardinals take two out of three from the Reds. That sounds about right. Including the last one in 13 innings, babe. Holy smokes. Edmund threw out the winning run at the plate with a five-man infield in the 11th. Some good chaos there. Uh, you know what? Cardinals, they handle their business against the Reds. Not handling their business are Trevor Plouffe's Phillies versus my D-backs. Are you kidding me with this series? To win a game in this series, you had to score double-digit runs. The D-backs, they call up the kid, Corbin Carroll. He's going nut job. They win 13-7 after being down 7-0. They put up two six spots. D-backs, they blow him out the next game. Gallon Nola, 12-3. And then, so what do the Fightins do? How's your 18-2? Some football scores as we enter September between those two. And then, welcome to Craig Tember. The Brewers, they take two out of three from the Pirates. They take the bread games in the sandwich series. And hey, they called up a kid. They called up a couple kids that hopefully can spark them as Garrett Mitchell gets his first career home run and they call up number eight prospect Esturi Ruiz, uh, who is part of the hater return. So have the Brewers changed their juju? They take two out of three from the Pirates and welcome to Craig Timber. And that's what happened in the National League. Couple Excellent, snaps. Poppy. Excellent. Thank you. Oh, God, that feels like... That feels that like, like a... Yeah. Double to right center right there to lead off the game. Trev, I was just going to say, I felt like I just hit a double and then you were covering second base in the shift and you gave me a little slap on the ass and you were like, nice ball, Poppy. We stay on that one. Nice pitch. In the National League, the New York Mets have a three-game lead over the Atlanta Braves. Two 80-win teams. 84 for the Mets, 81 for the Braves. The Phillies, 73-58. and your St. Louis Cardinals have a six-and-a-half game lead in the division. It's unreal. Every time I look at it, would you look at this? 76-55, and 69-61 and 61 for your Milwaukee Brewers. Uh, the Dodgers, your first team to 90 wins, 90-40. and 40. Uh, And the San Diego Padres, 73-59. and 59. And look who's in third place in the NL West, your Arizona Diamondbacks have jumped mm. the San Francisco Giants. We mm. play for rings in the desert. Your wild card standings as they are. Atlanta Braves are uh, eight games up on the Phillies. The Phillies have a half game lead on the Padres and the Milwaukee Brewers. I hope it's Craig Tember because you are three games out of the playoffs right now up in Milwaukee. So, um, Trev, 
lot going on there. I know you're a Cron Pod guy, and the best baseball played this weekend. Two of the best teams in baseball all year were in New York as the Mets hosted the Dodgers. I will kick it to you. Um, where where do you go? Is it Timmy Trumpets off the rip? Because there's a lot of other good baseball too. I don't think we have to talk about Timmy Trumpets off the rip, although it was electric. Um, I think it's going to open the door for a lot of this. I, someone told me that uh, Metallica came out and played for Mariano his last appearance at Yankee Stadium. Right? Is that is that true? Say that again. You guys are Yankee fans. Did did Metallica come play for Mariano his Ooh, last appearance? I feel like they they came out. My, I don't know if they played mid game though. I think it, they might have done a pre game thing. I'll, okay. I'll look um, it up. But they might have. Okay, it's it's going to become a thing. Like this this works for both sides of this equation here. It works for the the club. Right. And getting fans excited. It also works for the artist, man. Like to be on that stage doing that. We had a few different times in Minnesota where we had a DJ come out and he would DJ our whole game. And that was really cool. Um, But like a live closer walkout song is incredible. Like that sets the mood. Chris Rose and I already talked about this a lot. Like this is going to be a thing. Timmy Trumpet's going to be there in October. Like there's no doubt about it. He has to be, and he can probably name his price. So go get, Hey, Timmy, I don't know if you read anything. Steve Cohen got a lot of money, bro. So like, make sure you know your worth. Okay. Uh, but other than that, he was great. Great baseball as well. And the Mets take the series and they take the season series and it's got to feel really good for them to be able and go and do that. And, um, you know, a lot of the guys after the game talked about how it doesn't mean that much. It's the regular season. We'll see you in October. And I get that, but wouldn't you rather have the season series under your belt than the other way? Like there's, there is that part of it, you know, like I know guys are underplaying it because that's what you're supposed to do, but in their minds, they know the Dodgers got to go and beat one of Scherzer or DeGrom to have a chance. And I'll, if you're the Mets, that's all you could hope for. Like, those are my guys. We're going to rely on these guys. And DeGrom has looked incredible. And by the way, like, I don't think the Mets are going to catch the Dodgers this year, but I also didn't think the Yankees were going to have their worst August in 30 years. So if the Dodgers were to slip up, whether injuries or just an 18-game lead in the division, and the Mets were to sneak up and somehow snag them, um, you know, the one or two seed in the playoffs, it it could come in play. I'm not saying it will. But, yeah, if you're the Mets, you can walk pretty tall. Like, you took you took a best of seven from this team this year. And, dude, the, the electricity, whether you go to Timmy Trumpets or you go to Brandon Nimmo making that catch – um, mm. A guy that, uh, you know, when I've talked about him here, you go look at that stat page and you kind of wonder how a guy in New York can put up those numbers and not be talked about as much. He had some health injuries. Or health injuries. Good stuff, Jake. He had some injuries uh, early on in his career. And then, you know, our guy Jolly Olive and Shea Station, great time to listen, just waved to Jerry Blevins as he left the office. Um what Brandon Nimmo has done to improve his defense in center field, uh, kudos to him. And a guy who, as he tries to win the all-JM team center fielder, a guy that's about to hit free agency, uh, we might be talking about nine-figure Nimmo uh, in a little mm. bit. So, And I, I, know, I know you like that. I can tell by the noise you made. Yeah, this is um, – I guess I was thinking, you know, DeGrom – his end line is really good. Mookie clips him, but also Turner clipped him. 
you know, talk about the Nimmo yeah. catch. Like, so I guess if you're the Dodgers, you're like, hey, dude, we're an inch away from winning two out of three. So what does it what does it really matter? On the Dodgers side, I don't think they care necessarily about this series. Although, again, it's nice to have that series victory. Uh, and if you have that in the back of your mind, hey, we beat DeGrom once in the regular season, we can do it again. I just think that that's, even though people say it's not important, it is. And Trev, um, but- I, I think we did it last episode, dude, but go check out Mookie's stat page. It's disgusting. 32 homers. He clips DeGrom, and then after the game, he has the press conference like, yeah, he's probably the best pitcher ever. <laughs> it's like, oh, uh, so what did you do against him? Well, I did take him up top. Sorry about that. There's just so many great playoff matchup scenarios in the National League right now. This is obviously one of them. This would be an incredible NLCS, uh, but there's just some really good teams and some fun, like, I don't know, everything about the National League is getting me more excited than the American League. I don't know if you feel that way. I think the race in the postseason is going to be better in the National League. I get it, you're Yankee fans, so maybe you don't have that. No, I, I think we did this a little bit ago that with the Cardinals hard charging and kind of realizing who they are, the Braves are, are 1A, 1B with the Mets. I know Mets fans don't want to hear it because they've been ahead of them all year, but when we talk about the Braves in a minute, Jesus. Um, and the Dodgers are this, you know, win factory that, yeah, I mean, the NL talent-wise um, – you know, I've loved the Padres all year. Their rotation, they added Juan Soto. Obviously, the Tati stuff sucks. But, you know, when you still get to the Padres, they're still a lot of fun. Uh, that, yeah, man, I, I think I think you're right. I, I think you're right. Speaking of the pods. Yeah. They sweep the Giants. Um, all one-run games at the end of it. Um and Trev, I, I think the story, because we're, we're looking for what's important in the series. A, Brandon Drury hits his 24th home run of the season, so I know Brandon Drury might not evoke the emotions uh, from you that uh, a Trey Turner or Freddie Freeman does, but he might end up with a 30-homer season, which that's very real and an awesome story. I know we've talked about it on here, but if you haven't looked into it, you should. Uh, Machado with a three-RBI game to finish. Snell, six shutout. But maybe the most important story, and I know you want to talk about it, is, is Hader uh, getting the safe. Well, I think it's important to talk about it for a few different reasons. I mean, I suggested, I think it was either on this show, I don't know, I talk about baseball way too much, mm. bro. I suggested somewhere that possibly they need to option Hader and let him go work through some struggles down in AAA if it is a mechanical issue. He came out, out after the game and, and said it was a mechanical issue. So, you know... Whether he's fixed it and he's going to go back to the hater of old, that is yet to be seen. Um, I guess, you know, maybe uh, later today I'll go look at the release point if it got a little bit lower. Uh, I don't even know how to do that. People know how to do all these fancy things yeah. on the computer. Okay. Uh, but I thought that's really important. That means structurally he's fine. Because that was the one thing we were worried about is, okay, is this guy hurt? You know, like it, it doesn't necessarily usually happen where like, you're an all-world closer for that long, even at the beginning of the season, then you just lose it like that. Usually that means you're injured. Uh, but apparently it was just mechanical, according to him. So that's important, man. I think that's really good for the Padres to know that and for Hader to go out and have to do it back in his normal role, I thought was really cool because he'd been kind of ousted out of that role, but they had no choice because they had used their bullpen a bunch. He was available. Boom. He gets put out there and does the job. That's Super important. I think also really important in the series is Snell looking the way he looked. Like, people forget the kind of playoff pitcher he could be. Like, he's a guy that can dominate a ball game for you. We've seen it before. He likes the bright lights. 
like when his shit is crisp, he's, I mean, he, he can strike everybody out. Right. Whenever he needs a big strikeout, he has that in him. That's really important during the playoffs. Not scared of the moment at all. Mm -hmm. Like if you've seen his personality, whether being silly on your Instagram or in the World Series, it plays. And by the way, his season numbers are looking pretty pretty good. And so are Darvish and Musgrove, man. That's, that's why I've loved this team from day one. I think from our position units draft, I took the Padres uh, as my pitching staff. And by the way, what's our guy Jimmy love? He loves when a pitcher can kick to the bullpen. Mike Clevenger, Sean Manaya. What can those yeah. guys uh, be about come October? I know this, this season hasn't been what Manaya's necessarily been looking for, but you've got options. And yeah, man, uh, that hater guy, if he turns it around, which we know he easily can, and you know, this is how it happens a lot of times in the bullpen. Martinez, who'd been closing for them, he'd pitch back-to-back days and three out of four, so he was out. So they turned to Hayter. And guess what? There's an adrenaline side to baseball that doesn't get talked about a lot. When you're Josh Hader and you come into, uh, you know, a save situation in the ninth, you get the pumping a little more. When you're Hayter, you're slumping, and you come into a 10-run game, it's just a whole different world. So I hope the mechanical stuff was the fix needed because you're – you know, National League, I think I mentioned the Padres is the fifth team. But if you tell me you got to go through Musgrove, Darvish, Snell, with maybe a Clevenger kick into the bullpen, with a, if Hader figures it out, and some of their other guys down there. And remember that Nationals lineup that, like, it didn't feel like they had a lot, but they had Juan Soto and Anthony Rendon. This team's got Juan Soto and Manny Machado. Uh, never mind your Bells and your Cronenworths and your Drury. So, like, this team can be scary. Soto's numbers are not very good with San Diego so far. Am I correct? I got to look at these. I think he's been in this kind of Soto purgatory where he gets so many walks that he's got a 413 on base in San Diego, but an 840 OPS. So, good, but oh, Juan Soto can be better. He must have been. He must have stepped it up, or or started off hot, or something. Because I was reading about this series, and they were talking about Juan Soto trying to get it going. So he must have had like a really tough patch or something. I mean, but you don't expect that to continue anyway. So who really cares? Yeah, like isn't that's kind of funny, right? Like if Juan Soto came up to the playoffs and he has an a three eighty on base for for the year, you know, I I don't think it changes how you approach Juan Soto. Um, Let's see, what's he been doing lately? Yeah, he's in a little bit of a slumperoo. Uh, he's 0 for his last three games. He's in a 3 for three for 23. So, yeah, uh, Soto's in a little bit of a funk. Um, but I can't can't picture that lasting as, as they sweep the Giants. And, Trev, I know we didn't really want to dive into the Giants, but I, I guess, man, I, the snakes passed him, and it's, like, fully done and over, and I wonder... Are the vibes there just like, damn? Like, it, it kind of, I don't want to say it was smoke and mirrors last year, but it, it they kind of rolled the same game plan out there, and it just, it hasn't worked this year. Yeah, I guess you could say that. There's some injuries uh, that have to do with that as well. Um, not having their entire team together throughout the season sucks. Everyone who yeah. is a fan of a team understands that. Uh, yeah, and just it hasn't happened for them. It's the bottom line. Braves. Uh, have had it happen for them most of the year. They take two out of three from the Rockies. Um, they actually lose um, that first 
game. There's an unearned run there for the Braves, so that that hurts them. But Bard uh, comes in, gets a nice save against Swanson, Harris, and Austin Riley to finish it out. Uh, that being said, the Braves come back. They win the next two. Right with seven shutout. My goodness, Austin Riley and Ronnie Acuna homers. But we all saw that picture of his knee bending back, and that was pretty gross. And then Strider, I, you know, I've teased it enough now that people are going to hear about him later. So um, any any Atlanta thoughts, Trev? We were talking about postseason rotations um, and, and who kind of leads the charge in, in MLB. And we talked about the Braves, you know, they have a really strong three. Like, I think they have – I think during the year we were talking about Strider possibly limiting his innings and possibly going to the bullpen. I don't think that's the case anymore. Yeah. I think you got to ride this dude. What are you going to do? You got Max Free, Kyle Wright, Strider, and then you got big game Charlie Morton as your top four. You have some other options there as well, but I think that's what you probably go with during the – the uh, postseason. And I know that we had a caller on baseball today talk about Ozzy Albies coming back. And the plan right now is to kick Vaughn Grissom to the outfield to play left field. He's mm-hmm. never done it before. So something to watch out for with the Braves. Uh, how is that transition going to go? So I think you can do it during the regular season and it's okay. And you're not going to stress too much about it. Although in big situations, like y- you can feel the pressure out there. Um, especially if, if you haven't been out there. And then in a the postseason, I think that's where it gets really scary to have someone that's not familiar with outfield yeah. playing outfield because you're going to be hearing it from the fans big time, especially out in left field. You know, people on the, the bleachers like to rag on you. And if you're not comfortable out there, the game could get fast real quick, fast, real quick. Mm. If you know what I mean. The story, Ellie. Yeah, man. And I, you know, one, we talk about one moment, I mean, one moment in a playoff game can change everything. Going back to that Trent Grisham ball a few years ago. They, yeah, I mean, I, I feel like I, I saw there was a ball in the Yankees series this week that, and it's a classic outfield brutal one. It was end of the bat full swing that it looks like someone got good wood on it, but because it was end of the bat, it ended up being blooper drops in. And something like that can cost you a game that if you're not a veteran outfielder you're gonna get a bad read on it and and that's tricky that being said hey maybe the kid comes up from everything I've seen from Vaughn Grisham dude looks like a stud uh so I'm sure I'm sure Atlanta will find the solution and that pitching man I I just took a preview at the stimulator everything you said about the NL is right my goodness Um, my goodness these teams are just wagons man um, and look, hey, we keep shouting out, talking about Spencer Strider. Jake's gonna fucking yeah. wax I'm poetic about this hard. dude. Hard. I was, I, I, I want to talk more. When we get to that, we'll talk about him. Yeah. But don't forget, Max Fried is like <laughs> yeah. second in Cy Young voting basically right now. This yeah. guy is an absolute beast. It's Alcantara, Gonsolin, and him. Like Max Fried is like, hey guys, like I'll just do my thing. Please go talk about Strider all you want. He can make all the headlines he can talk blah 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 i'm just gonna do my thing probably win another fucking gold glove too he's a stud kyle wright is 17 and 5 with a 285 era and guess you want the sick part probably and no offense to max no offense to spencer no offense to kyle wright probably the last dude i'd want to see in a playoff game is charlie morton dude that say it the right way charlie morton holy cow have you seen the rpms on that curveball He's a big-game pitcher. Big-game Chuck. Um, Cardinals, they take care of their work against the Reds. They take two out of three, including the last one that ends up going uh, 
13, your guy Tommy Edmond making a big play in extras, obviously, because there's two of him on the field. Um, it feels like. Um, I, I don't really know what you want from this series. They Have they about- won the Central? Have they won the Central? Six and a half games up on my brew crew. Have they won the Central? This team is not a team that goes into slumps. Like the brew crew, if they want it, they're going to have to fucking get it, dude. I get Craig Timber, all that shit, yeah. but... So the Cardinals are too consistent for that. It's a great point. It's a great point. What Goldschmidt's doing, what Arenado is doing, and and those guys in the rotation. Um, I'm not gonna say it's over. I, I'm not. I the Brewers had a bad patch. Like, there's no doubt about it. And you're right. Like the the Cardinals as a franchise uh, are just so well run that it's it's hard to picture them blowing it. Um, but I don't know, like they're baseball's a brutal sport. They've got a two game set against, so there's four games against the Brewers left. So you got to get, if you're the Brewers, you got to get at least three. Um, and then if the Cardinals just have a, you know, a 500 is month, which is very easy to do in baseball and the brew crew do find it after losing it. I think it could be open. I don't think these two teams are that far apart. The Brewers just had their bad stretch while the Cardinals had their hot stretch. Um, But six and a half is a big amount, man. And they play one more time. They play one more time. They got two two gamers. Two two gamers, yeah. Two two gamers. So, uh, and (laughs) I mean, maybe maybe not because the Cardinals finish with a six game set against the Pirates. So, if they need, we to... looked at that before on this show. <laughs> yeah, yes. if they that's need very interesting timing for that. If they need to win that series, but before that's through with the Dodgers. So I don't know, man. Honestly, it's probably ninety-eight percent wrapped. But you know, I love me some Central Division action. Pulhos is nuts. What's that about, man? What do you mean? He's a one of the best hitters we've ever seen in this sport. He's got to pass A-Rod, and I don't like that A-Rod tweet, dude. Like, come on, man. It's ridiculous. Why do you always got to make it about yourself? <laughs> what do you mean make it about himself when he talks oh, about Albert? You're right. Well, yeah. When he talks about Albert Pujols catching his record of home runs, and when he talks about number 13 being available on the Yankees again, you think that's part of it? Yeah, a little bit. Smoking a cigar for no reason. My main man, Albert Pujols. Hey, let me light up this cigar so you can take a video of me. And then I'm going to throw it away because there's no way I'm sitting around smoking this whole damn thing. It's just for looks. Full pinstripe suit on the balcony, baseball bat and cigar. Like this dude goes to the airport, gets his private jet ready to like, like on the tarmac and goes and takes a picture in front of it and then leaves and goes home. That's happened. Just for the picture. That has happened. He probably owns the private jet because he's rich because, yeah. you know, well, he made a lot of money playing baseball. Oh, he rich, rich. Um, yeah. I can't, you know what? That's Joe's friend. I'm sorry. Yeah. I mean, and dude, Joe's, they have a new friendship and he likes Joe's and he's been nice to Joe's. So I understand that, you know, A-Rod's got some weird stuff in baseball, but he's he's been super cool to Joe's. So I'm, now I'm in a weird spot. You're in a weird spot. I think I'm a I told you I might see him later in the month. At a party. I mean, dude, if you tell them your boys with Joe's, you're in. So now Joe's is your hookup. I don't want to be in. I want to <laughs> challenge him. I'll strike him out. I'll say, hey, I'll put them, I'll put my spikes on, you put your spikes on. 
He would be so excited. He'd probably rake me. Probably. He would rake you, dude. Listen, I know we're getting off topic here, but I want to say something. Okay. I want to hear the chat's opinion on this, okay? Yeah. I'm thinking I'm thinking about doing some content about me getting ready for my alumni game. Okay. Because if people remember, I got – they raked me last alumni game. Two innings pitch, five earned hey. runs. So like I'm gonna start training. I think I I think it's gonna culminate in me dicing up a bunch of high school kids. Maybe I'll just film it for myself and just watch it back. Okay, let's get a rod to the warehouse. Um, Trev, there are two um other NL ones to talk about. Um, I'm I'm gonna skip Cron real quick just because we should touch on the Brewers because we just did St. Louis, so that makes more sense show wise. Um, man, the Brew Crew, they're getting excited for Craig Timber. The team's got a good history of September's under Craig. They're hoping to put the dog days in their rear view. I know we've been talking about a spark a little bit. Maybe it's Mitchell the kid. Garrett Mitchell comes up. He gets his first career home run, a two-run shot to tie it in the eighth. People are getting emotional. They, the Brewers come back to win that game. I mean, end of the day, you won two out of three versus the Pirates, but this team's been searching for something, um, and maybe it's a shot of life from a kid. Maybe it's just getting rid of August and putting it in their rear view. Um, but like we just said, I, if it's not now, it's it's when for the Brewers because if you're not hunting down the Cardinals, which doesn't seem likely, you got to hunt down the Padres, which I don't know, man. That that team seems like they're about to go, so it's, it's, it's panic. I don't want to say panic time, but kind of panic time. A couple things. Shout out Keston Hira for having the type of year that he's having. I don't think anyone's talked about that at all. Walk off homer. He's got his OPS up to 837. We had real high hopes for this guy. He's still only 22 or 25 years old. Okay. Like this guy has plenty of time to reestablish himself and, and go off and have a great big league career. I really, really want that from him. He's from my area where I grew up. Oh, wow. Me, Tyler Glass now, Keston Hira. Yeah. Hot. Other people. Anyways, uh, yeah, Brewer, the Brewers got to go, man. They got to go. We know what happened last night in Arizona, so they lost that one. Snakes are freaking hot. Padres go play the Dodgers. They don't like playing the Dodgers, especially in Los Angeles. Brew crew. I, mm-hmm. I know the D-backs are hot, but you got to go take care of the D-backs. And that could, it could change just like that. Yeah. I don't think they have what's in them. I don't think they have it in them to go get the division. It's not really they don't have it in them. It's more like, the Cardinals don't have it in them to lose that division. They just don't, man. This team is too good to give up six and a half games in September. Yeah. Go Brew Crew. I hope they make it close, but I think their shots in the wild card. I like I like them in a wild card series against anybody. And I think that's gonna have to be their path. Yeah. Yeah. I'm uh Hey, hopefully they have a Craig Timber to remember. In my ideal world, they reel in the Padres, then the Padres get away from them, but the Cardinals come back to earth. That would be if I was scripting September. Um, Craig Timber, excuse me. Um, and finishing up, Trev, uh, your Phillies versus my D-backs. A uh, lot of points on the board in this one. And, dude, I, maybe people thought I was messing around uh, at the end of last episode. Whenever I shout out the D-backs, I, I, I feel like people are, are worried about that. They're calling up some real kids. And in that game, man, coming back from down 7 nothing, and you put two sixes on the board, 
That's real. Corbin Carroll's in the middle of it. They just re-upped Tory Lovello for next year. Um, the Snakes are chasing down 500. I said this last time. I know that doesn't mean something to a lot of teams. That would mean something to them. Uh, and they've got some good juice right now. Zach Gallen, 34 and a third scoreless yes. streak. Hello. I like that he's thinking about it and talking about it too. Some of the quotes. Um, he says, uh, it's definitely entered my mind. I think I said last time in Kansas City that the first couple of innings, it was all I could really think about. And I think that gets to be kind of a vice. I kind of felt like I was making pitches not necessary to get deep in the game. I was just trying to keep runs off the board. So he's going back and forth in his mind saying, well, I can try to make excellent pitches here or or pitch around guys here so I can extend my score this streak or I can go at these dudes so I can pitch further into the game. The internal struggle of Zach Gallon is something to watch, but the snakes are hot. They have a bunch of fun young players, dude. dude. I'm I can't a, get enough of watching Corbin Carroll run the bases. It's, like he doesn't have a wasted movement in his body. It's unreal. If you're a if and you're listening to talking baseball, you like baseball, go watch the video of Corbin Carroll running the bases because it's uh it's beautiful. Phillies, uh tighten it up. You're going to San Fran. They're down bad, and you've got Gibby Syndergaard Suarez. Go take care of your business there. Come back east. You got Miami and Washington waiting for you there. Someone in the chat put that uh, Milwaukee has lost the season series against both the Phillies and the Padres. So any tie at the end would go to those teams. So Milwaukee has to go and best them Four game to get into the then. playoffs. Yeah. Damn. Um, Trev, I, honestly, I, I think that's kind of, that's it in the National League. We, we hit everything. A lot, a lot of the big boys were spread out, but God, that felt good. We ran hot there, dude. We got the juice. We're always today. hot, baby. Come we got on. the juice. Can Come you, on. Can you? Uh, are you ready for the American League? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Give me Corbin Carroll, me daddy. My good people of talking baseball. We're gonna start in Detroit. The big D is that Dallas is a Detroit. It's the old English D. I know that. Doesn't matter. The Mariners don't give a shit. They came into town and they swept the boys. 9-3-5-3-7, nothing. I mean, honestly, this one was all Mariners here. Um, where I have my notes here somewhere. Ty France and Big Dumper. They lead the bludgeoning in game one. Toro hits the go-ahead homer in game two and just total domination in game three. Ty France, my people, is incredible. We need to talk about him more, and guess what? We probably will later on in the show. Mariners sweep that one. Orioles at Guardians. Great series here. Orioles take two out of three. Um, first game, the Guardians roll. Naylor hits the homer. Will Benson, our guy, had that sick catch at the wall. Odor pimped it like he hit the homer. Guardians win the first game. Then it was Gunnar Henderson day. The homer against Sticks. Quan had a great play. Uh, for the uh, Guardians early in the game, went off the wall, catches the ball, doubles the player off at first. I forget who it was. But, yeah, Gunnar Henderson makes his debut, hits the homer, second A-B, awesome. And then the third game, all Orioles, three solo shots early, and Bradish. Is it Bradish or Bradish? Yep. He does his thing again. My goodness, Orioles take the series two to three. Moving on, Astros at Rangers. Uh, Astros sweep a two-game set, 4-2 Astros, 5-3 Astros. Uh, Framber, 22 straight quality starts. Are we talking about him more later? I think we are. Okay, I'll, I'll save it then. 
uh, Astros are just doing it. They're doing it without uh, Alvarez right now. What else is there to say about this team? Ashlyn had a great tweet about this series. Seager hits his 29th homer. Ashlyn's like, I forgot Corey Seager existed the moment he went on the Texas Rangers. That's a bad look for the franchise. Need to get you guys in the spotlight. Astros sweep a two-game set. Moving on, Yankees at Angels, and Angels take two of three. This was like the Otani Judge showdown. Both of them hit a couple homers. Uh, Angels take two of three. Four three Angels, seven four Yankees, and three two Angels. That last game, Otani with a three run shot against Cole. Great series here. Um, Yankees kind of what is you doing, baby? Although the Angels just kind of played good. So don't beat yourself up too much about it. Big news Peraza is here. And I have some thoughts on that. Angels take two out of three. Uh, Red Sox at Twins. My Twinkies, they take two out of three. Um, this was a Nick Gordon series, and we're going to hear about him later. Uh, has a grand slam, uh, almost ties it with another homer in game three, hits a double off the wall, blah, blah, blah. Twins win 4-2, 10-5, then 6-5. The Red Sox win the last game. Jake Cave is getting locked in. Carlos Correa is making some great plays. I want to talk about that. Twins, one game back of the Guardians in the Central. Big series against the White Sox coming up here. Speaking of the White Sox, they take two out of three. 9-7, the Royals get the first game. Uh, Prado hits two homers. Uh, then it was 4-2 White Sox, 7-1 White Sox. They brought it. They won two of three. They're four games back in the division. What the hell is going on? They had a meeting again. They have a lot of meetings in Chicago. Their legs still hurt. Nothing's really changed, but they're still there. I can't quit these White Sox. They take two out of three. And that, my friends, is what happened in the American. That was Trevor Plouffe, former Texas Ranger, giving you that update. Um, your standings in the American League. The New York Yankees, Trev, have a six-game lead on the Tampa Bay Rays. So if I just told you I think the Brewers have a chance of catching the Cardinals at six and a half, then what does that mean? <laughs> The Toronto Blue Jays are eight games back of the Yankees, two back of the Rays. The Baltimore Orioles, 69-61, and 61, same record as the Brewers. Uh, nine and a half of the Yanks, so maybe that's in play. It's not. Um, but they are around the Jays and the Rays. The Cleveland Guardians are first place in the AL mid with the Minnesota Twins a game back. Let's go, hey, Minnesota. Don't you know that Plouffe, he's a first-round pick. They're going to try him at shortstop. I think he might slide over to third. Chicago White Sox are four games back, and I don't, I don't talk about them. The Astros are 84-47. and 47. They are still the creme de la creme in the AL with the Seattle Mariners, 73 and 58. Uh, and if the wild card were to end today, the Rays would be your first wild card team by a percentage point over the Mariners. So they're basically tied, uh, both those teams on little win streaks. Uh, and the Toronto Blue Jays, they have a game and a half lead on Baltimore, three on the Twins for that last wild card start spot. Trevor, where are we going, big dog? We're going to cron pot it up. I mean, do we have to talk about the Mariners in this one? It was the Tigers. Um, Ty France, like I said, did his thing. Big dumper with a couple big swings there. But really, I mean, it was just domination. 
It really was. I mean, Kirby does it again, five shutout innings. Um, then Gonzalez, you know, a little bit of trouble, six innings pitch, three and run, still a quality start. Gilbert goes six shutty. I think they had three different people close out games. It was Flexen to Seawald to Murphy. Mm. They're just like, we'll just throw anybody out there to finish the game. Who cares? We're just running through this team. They are uh, they're looking good, man. Like, really good. Service has some quotes saying that they're just getting better, and that's like his message to the team. Don't be stagnant. Get better every single day. He says, we haven't even hit our ceiling yet. I can't imagine what he thinks the ceiling is then. They've been playing good. It's high, man. Go go check out their fan graphs. Go check out their, their baseball reference. Their pitching staff is loaded. Matt Boyd comes off the IL. He, he pitches last night. Flexing, like you said, how about a 61-pitch save to wrap up the game? Um, man, they are a scary, scary ball club. They take care of their work, and you're right. Toro gets called up. He saves them in that first game. Um, this Mariners team is very real, and they take care of their work um, against Detroit. Um, 97% chance to make the playoffs, according to Fangraphs, right? Good for them. And again, that place. Um, and BBD, I guess we'll talk about this in the stimulator, but... One, the top wild card team gets a home game, or yes, home they, series, right? Yeah, they well, all are the of host series. So host of the series with the with that AL wild card being neck and neck. If the Mariners again, that's a rowdy fan base and a long travel day. If the Mariners can get that number one wild card spot, that might be the most important one in the American League going forward. So I would, uh, I'd circle that. Um, anything else there? You want to go Guardians, Orioles, Guardians, Orioles. This is a good series. Uh, like I said, you know, Guardians win the first game, really strong pitching performance. It was really all about the pitching in this one, really strong pitching performance by Quantrill, uh, three relievers behind him. They combined for a one hitter. Uh, Guardians put up a few runs. That's all you need. Guardians get shut out the next two games by Lyles and our guy, Bradish or Bradish. It does not say on his baseball reference page. That makes me upset. Um, but the, the Orioles are, are legit. Gunnar Henderson uh, seems like he can be a spark there. Uh, the first game, they had Urias at um, DH, and they kept Odor in there at second. And the what was the – let's see. The next game, what did they do? I'm looking at it right now. Mm. Urias at third, Odor at second, and so it looks like he did not uh, – what's his name? Took a day off the shortstop. Mateo. So it'll be interesting to see how they mix and match that there. I think they want Gunner to play, right? I mean, have you seen him? Shortstop, <laughs> yeah, they want him base. to play. But it's just interesting moving him like that. When right when he first gets to the base. I know he was doing that a little bit in triple A, but like it's you seem like you'd want to put him in one spot. Trev, I was gonna comment, but I think you might have, have better insight on uh being a left side young player playing both positions. Do, do you have to be wired a little differently? Do, would you be worried about that? Is it, is it let's find a home or like, hey, if this kid can do it, screw it? You can do it. Yeah, I mean, if you have the skill set to play shortstop, you have the skill set to play third base. But, you know, it's not easy to do that at the baby level. You know, I, in my opinion, if I'm Brandon Hyde in the Orioles front office, I say, hey, we're going to put this guy in one position and kind of let him settle in there. 
takes the just eases right you defensively and also helps you mentally for your offense as well as so you're not just thinking about so much different things because you know third base has a set of responsibilities that shortstop doesn't and vice versa so it's um i would caution them to stop moving him around and put him at one position is gunner move the other guys around is gunner henderson chasing down an all hot boy team spot you know he has the hair, but like that, you need more than the hair. You know that. Okay. Like an up and comer, possibly. He's doing the hair flip. Another great Ashton tweet went out yesterday, saying he knows exactly what he's doing. He does. He's playing yeah. it up with that. Yeah. And those Alabama boys, they're cocky as shit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, man, good for the Orioles. There at sixty nine wins right now. Um, a lot of people. Guardians need to get it going, baby. Yeah, they one are. game up, and you got Seattle in town with their pitching lined up. I love it, man. The, the Orioles have a better record than the Guardians. That, that that's one of the topics this week is that they'd, uh, you know, who knows where baseball is in five, ten years if they realign some divisions and do an East-West if they add a couple teams. Um, what the Orioles are doing, man. I hope. I would love if one of these wildcard teams slips up and really invites them to the dance because they've just been sitting outside. But if we could get the Orioles in for a little bit, who, baby? Um, Stroh's Rangers quick. Just dominant. We don't need to really talk about that. Yeah. We're going to talk about Framber later. You know, um, Verlander on the IL is something to monitor. It is a calf thing, so I'm not super worried about that. Take your time off. You'll be fine when you come back. Um. Yeah, yeah. Alvarez is supposed to, Alvarez is supposed to be back, which is very nice for them. Yeah, if if you want to, if you're ever wondering if you know, hey, are these guys soft and they just suck up to the Astros because of the whole thing? N- no, man. Go look at Verlander's stats and then go look at Framber's quality start streak. It's all we were the first people to talk about Framber Valdez. Kind of were, kind of were, and we might even talk about him more. Um. Hmm. Yankees halos, uh, Trev. I, I will kick off this one. The Yankees lose uh, two out of three. They uh, lost their last two of the series to Oakland. Coming into this, it all finishes on a Cole Sandoval night, uh, where both pitchers looked pretty good. Garrett looked great. Uh, then uh, throwing error by Donaldson, making a making a good effort on a play, and he had a really strong game. IKF at short botches one and. He happened to botch Mike Trout's ground ball that the guy behind him is Shohei Otani, and Garrett Cole gets clipped by him. 2-0, 3-2, you lose the game, you lose the series. Yankee fans are running hot. <laughs> Go watch Joe's stream. Go watch us record Talking Yanks. And then they finally hit the button. They call up the kid. Their number two prospect, Oswald Peraza, the shortstop, been killing it for the last three months. It's an exciting, nervous time in Yankee land. It was a button that we thought was thrown out the window, and they wouldn't push at this point of the season, and they did it, Trev. So I'd love to hear your thoughts on the whole thing. I got questions. Have they made a corresponding move yet? (laughs) So, roster's expanded. Um, So so, he's just up. So he is up 
There may be another move. Marwin it, was on the paternity list, but they like, activated him. It seems like just activated Marwin, called up Peraza, and those were the, we, the two spots. Those we, the moves. We okay. currently think that's it. There's a chance of like a Rizzo IL. They said he's not playing in Tampa, yeah. but otherwise that's kind of it. Is he going to play shortstop every day? <laughs> and we are very IKF excited go. to find like, out. Trevor, it's a great question. Um, we did. So, look. We talked about this a little bit on baseball today, and it's like, oh, man. We need to temper expectations. I say that a lot with rookies. There's very few rookies that come out and just, like, do the damn thing. The Braves have had a few of them, fucking 17 of them on the Braves alone. So I guess you can look at that and be happy if you're a Yankees fan. Maybe this will be the same thing for them. We're playing short stuff. For the Yankees hmm. in a freaking pennant race. Sheesh. That's that's big, people. So, like, don't get all over this guy if he stinks right away. Don't announce him, uh, anoint him the king if he does great right away because this is going to be very tough for him. I'm happy for him. I think he has earned the right to go and have a shot this year. I said this with Chris Rose this morning. I really think the Yankee fans saw the captain documentary with Jeter hmm. and him like coming out in 96, winning the job. And then, you know, basically becoming the de facto captain. Just pump the brakes a little bit. Yeah. People. I hope that's what it turns into. My goodness. But we're going to have to wait and see. So we did, uh, me and Jim were still in the office yesterday when this news broke at like seven. So we sat down, we did a 12, 15 minute uh, talk about it. <laughs> There's a lot of emotions. Go check that out on Talking Yanks. Um, yeah, man. And we're just uh, to try to put it in as tight of a synopsis as I can. We thought this was in play all year. Um, IKF, uh, his stick is not a plus. His bat has been everything that, his baseball card would tell you. We saw the defense. He makes some of the high-level plays. He struggles with some of the routine plays. So the real test for Peraza is how's, how does he look at shortstop? Because if he can play defensively as well or better than IKF, defensively, then his even potential offense, you'd think that would give him the spot. Let's see, man. He's a rookie, like you're saying, getting thrown into a playoff race that wasn't a playoff race, and that's part of the reason mm -hmm. I don't think he got the call because the Yankees Tampa. were the Yankees were winning so so much. So, hey, uh, my whole thing has been for a little while now. Let's see it. Donaldson hasn't won third base. Uh, his stats are not Josh Donaldson. The real question, Trev, that we're excited or interested to see is. IKF hasn't played a position outside of shortstop this year. So will the Yanks put him at third and put Donaldson at watch? Um, does that provide another option for IKF? Or does that shoot down his confidence? I don't know. No, nobody knows. So that's um, anxious times in Yankee land. Yeah, we got to see how it plays out. He's, at worst, their third catcher. You got that rolling for you. Don't, you never have to take three catchers because you got IKF. That actually means something. You're looking for some good documentary stuff. I mean, hey, how about how about IKF you know what? 12th inning behind the dish in a playoff game? Sign me up. I know IKF has gotten a lot of. He's been a target of sorts. He's been a target, man. And this guy, I just want to let everyone know, he's one of the nicest guys you're ever <laughs> going to meet, and like a, just a solid, good 
dude who works hard. So don't be fucking rooting against this guy. Sorry, dude. Like he's he's a good dude. I get it. If you want him off the field because you have a better option, it's fine to criticize players. But just know this dude is it's weighing on him more than it's weighing on any of you. Like he wants to be the Yankee shortstop and he's tried and done everything he can. So just know that the effort has been there and that, and that does mean something. And Trev, you're, you're right. And you know, we've, we've obviously been a part of that. Like in a way we are lamestream media now. And, um, you know, I, I had a line that, that Jimmy kind of clinged on to. There was an argument that shortstop was our weakness on, on both sides of the ball at one point. Hey, IKF, he has handled himself with class, the effort, his post-game pressers. It's everything you ask from a dude. Um, and, man, he is going to be a factor with the Yankees the rest of the way. It's just to what level. And, and that's kind of the great debate right now. So, um, on the other side, uh, A, Sandoval had a lot of stones. It was kind of fun watching him pitch. Uh, him and the Yankees batters were having a nice little chicken match, calling time and pissing each other off. That was fun. Um, and then Otani, man, I mean, you know, he, he has entered, I mean, it's the national topic right now. You could hear it on any sports radio, Otani judge. Um, and like I've told you throughout the whole way, and I commented on, on your tweet the other day, we got a month left to figure this out. And if depending how, I think it's neck and neck. I think judge has him by a nose today. But if Otani has a crazy September and judge doesn't, I, I think he can be caught. So that's where I'm at. I see it that way as well. I see him neck and neck. I think, well, I think the way I see it, Shohei's the clear MVP, but I understand how people could say, okay, they're neck and neck. If you just, you know, just looking at numbers, whatever, whatever. Um, Vegas does not see it that way. Yeah. Aaron Judge is still minus 1,200. Otani is plus 600 as of two hours ago. It's it's an interesting case, man, because it's 30 riders. And that's it. And like, they're going to decide this. Is Judge going to feel like he got cheated twice out of an MVP? Mm. Heavy. I don't know, man. It is heavy. I feel bad for Judge. I really do. Trev, how about this? If if I if this was a sports mm. gambling show, I would tell people to bet Otani because if if Judge if Judge rolls his ankle, um, Otani then becomes an instant favorite. Um, and I'll, I'll knock on all sorts of wood after saying that. Um, but yeah, I, I think that money is, is Aaron Judge is on pace to break the home run record. And if he does, there's no stopping him from getting MVP. Well, the AL home run record, the American league home run record. I'm sorry, Trev. Um, I think we're going to your Twinkies now, Minnesota twins, Twin- one game back. <laughs> One game back, they've been doing it. Uh, they win the first two games of this series. Their bullpen has just been absolutely lights out the last month. Uh, that helps with the starters. They don't have to go you know, super deep into games. They don't really have the rotation that does that. So you have to have the bullpen be able to pick up the slack. They have been doing that. Um, 4-2 game, your guy Gio Urshela in game one hits the go-ahead double, three-run double, um, which is great. That was in the fifth inning. That was the game that Duran came in and threw the 100-mile-an-hour splitter. My God. Which is, you know, we, we've seen him pitch, and people have been telling us, hey, you got to see this guy pitch. And it's been awesome. He's had an incredible year, like a really incredible year. Go watch this guy pitch. 
go watch this guy throw an inning and just think about being in the box against him. That's what I, I've been putting myself in the box against him and just thinking about <laughs> what would I try to do and what would my thought process be? I don't know, man. Yeah. Like I would choke up, I'd back off the plate, I'd get up in the box, and I would just try to like barrel to the ball. Like you can't have an aggressive swing on that fucking thing, dude. Yeah. You just can't. Uh, but this one was all about Nick Gordon. We're going to hear about that a little bit later. Um, some really big at-bats for him and kind of a cool story. Uh, my guy Archer did his thing. Uh, check out him. Oh, actually, he didn't have a great start. I'm sorry. He kind of blew up there. Uh, but he's going to be on the Rose rotation. It hey, it this morning. your boy. But I was watching uh, Carlos Correa make a play behind Archer, ranging to his backhand side, gets it, kind of spinning clockwise. And now if he continued to spin clockwise, there's just nothing on the throw. So he like planted his foot, reversed his spin to counter clockwise. I can't speak right now. Bounced past her first. It was a marvelous play, man. We've seen some really good defensive plays from shortstops this uh, this week. Yeah. Get, get some good juice going, Twins. I, I love that you gave Gio some love. He, he is who he is as a ball player. He's got like two war this year. You know, 270, a, a little pop here and there. He's just a nice ball player. He's fun to watch. And, uh, man, this guy was almost, like, out of, like, Major League Baseball. Like, he did not hit through age 26. Yeah. Um, and then he found it a little. So that's uh, – I always love when we could give Gio some love. Um, yeah. Red Sox won the last game. They got ahead against Ryan. Twins made a comeback. Uh Again, great at bat by Nick Gordon, but they get Correa uh, to hit into a double play yeah. to end the game. And Cora like went out to the mound. We have in our notes that he like pumped up Barnes. He threw the pitch. You know, yeah. Cora threw, he the, threw pitch. the pitch. Yeah. Um, but nice job by them. Uh, twins though, one game back, hosting the White Sox. AL mid baby. I mean, I'll Royals White Sox. I'll let you keep running, Trev, because you know where I'm at. White Sox held a team meeting again. I think that's the big story here. They do take two of three. They're only four games back in the division. They have the team meeting. Um, you know, I also want to send, I don't think we've talked about it on this show, but Tony La Russa is going through some things health-wise. Yeah. And as much as we criticize, you know, his coaching, it's he's still a human being, so we wish him well. Uh, hopefully he gets better. Hopefully he gets back out there. Uh, Miguel Cairo, who, who I played against, has taken over as like interim manager in his stead. And, you know, I don't know. They have the meeting. They have a little shakeup here at the manager. I don't. I'm not saying Tony Larusha. The the reason they won this series is because he's not there. But it, it does create a little bit different atmosphere. And we've been asking for a, a spark or something different. Maybe this meeting paired with that has has changed some things. I think I said that White Sox were dead on baseball today. I didn't really mean it. You know, I I, I never go back on my pit. I never go back on my pit. Chris Rose caught me at at a vulnerable time. It's still there for the taking, dude. I know. We'll see. I know it kind of is. Um, Andrew Vaughn, you stud. Lance, Everyone keeps hurting their legs on the White Sox. I don't get it. Lance Lynn with a big boy start. Um, Yeah, man. I, like you said, the Larusa stuff, seriously. I, I know there's probably some easy cop-out jokes, and we've talked about him being old a lot and stuff, but hey, like get get your health stuff figured out. Um, and who knows, man, who knows if it's Miguel Cairo or if it's running into the Royals or if it's, you know, I, we got this Jay Kuda stat here about the most, um, 
<laughs> barreled balls hit over 330 feet for an out this season, and they're number one. Like, who knows? Maybe they've had the worst baseball luck you've ever seen, and it all comes barreling down this September. But uh, I will still assume they're dead until they're not, because guess what? I want them to be good because there's so much talent on that damn team. Oh. Hey, Jay Kuda, you're my White Sox informant now, just so you know. Wow. Huge. Yeah. Huge. Huge. That's the AL, right? That's the AL. You got to burn through that IL. Play with some good stuff that happened. Let's do it. Let's get it. In the interleague, the Rays sweep a two-game set. Them Rays be hot, uh, but the bad news, McClanahan scratched and goes to the IL. We hate that. Brandon Lau to the IL, too. Guess what? The Rays keep winning. Um, and, yeah, I mean, the, the Marlins, the, the news out of there was that they really almost made a trade with the Yankees before. So there's uh, not much there. Manny Margot, how's your go-ahead RBI single? And then leaping grab at the wall to keep the game tied. That sounds like Manny Margot baseball. Jose Siri with the game. The Rays are pests. The Rays are pests, and they're winning a lot. Six games back of the Yankees. Blue Jays. They hosted the Cubbies. They take two out of three. They handle their business in the first two games. Berrios, extra inning game. Gossman. And then they lose to the Cubbies on that final game. A little shout-out love to the Cubs. They go 15-15 and 15 in August. This is a team that very well could have quit on themselves. Instead, they're playing some tough baseball, man. So, so good for the Cubbies, good for Cubs fans. Assad goes five shutty in that first game. Danny Jansen with the walk-off single. Uh, in the 11th after homering earlier. Big Fran Mill doing stuff for the Cubbies. Uh, Jays, they take two out of three. Nats, A's, ew. Ew. Nats take two out of three, hosting the Oakland Athletics. Hey, Ken Waldachuk makes his debut. Welcome to the show, kid. Swerving Irvin pitches in that first game. Dermis Garcia is hitting nukes. Dermis Garcia is hitting absolute nukes. What's that about Joey Manessis? You might hear a little shout-out for him, Shea Langeliers. All right, there's young ball players having fun. We love that. How about your first walk-off, kid? Nats take two out of three, and that's what happened in the aisle. You're the best, bro. I love you. I don't know how else to say it at this point. You know? Um, you just did. Well... Heavy. Uh, you want to talk some Rays? Not really. Okay. The McClanahan news well, sucks, man. Need that. Need him there. I think this is a massive, massive, obviously, it's a massive series against the Yankees coming up here. This is huge, dude. <laughs> Even if they take a game and get it down to five games, you guys are scared. I like that. I mean, I just don't know. I just don't know. I mean, good for the Rays. They've been playing a good brand of baseball. They put themselves in the position. The Yankees had their worst month since 91. Um, but, yeah, Shane McClanahan, 24 starts to a 2-2. Um, be all right, kid, because still so much of the Rays. I know they're going to raise you, and they've got bullpen options coming back. 
But man, the, these injuries just keep popping up for them, but they keep fighting through it. And Yandy Diaz has a big week. Randy's been going up and up recently. Um, Siri, who they got, you know, on the low, had a big week. So, um, like right now, Fangraphs list them with three starting pitchers. So, I mean, they're just Rays going Rays. They keep growing tentacles. That's kind of how we describe them. Somebody else, somebody goes down, somebody else steps up. Okay, you got Glass now out. You got McClanahan out, but you still have Rasmussen twirling that pill. You got Springs doing his thing. You got Beeks, who's made seven starts. Like, they're going to figure it out. Don't go down to that team because Adam, Fairbanks, Rayleigh, Poche, your guy JT Shags is back, Trev. Shags is such a Rays guy. Love that for him. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking Yarbies. Um, they take two from the Marlins. Uh, Blue Jays, Cubbies, A's, Nats, sorry about you. Um, any Blue Jay thoughts? Nope. Okay. We got to tighten the shit, bro. All right. It, it's they, they do what they're supposed to do. Yeah. I feel bad. I watched the Cubs game where they won, so I, I really shouldn't assert those thoughts on this whole series. Uh, Blue Jays take two out of three. And, I think uh, the Vladdy using Baez is bad. It's yeah. Cool. Homered in the seventh. I was, I was like uh, knowing that when somebody's using a different bat, you know, whether it's just for fun or if they're feeling something like mechanical and they just need a different feel in their bat. I've often talked about how we need bat fittings. We don't have that in the big leagues right. or anywhere in baseball. I don't understand that. Everywhere else you get fit for something. But with a bat, you're just like, I don't know. This one feels good. Should be like <laughs> should be what? like Harry Potter Diagon Alley stuff. Like you should get the oh one that God. picks you. You know? I, I picked up I got a bat sent to me by Max Bat. Shout out my guy Jim Anderson. When I was in rookie ball, my first year. And I was like, this feels great. Mm. I used it my entire baseball career. That's Never so use a different bat. That's so funny. God, you would have just liked you would have liked that hatchet handle too. Um get hot, Jays. Get hot. That's kind of the end of it. Um, Jays are fine, dude. Jays are fine. Get scary. I guess that's what I want. Get scary. They haven't even hit a hot streak yet. No. Maybe they will. Um Langeliers, Waldachuk, Luis Garcia, a lot of youth. Dermis Garcia, a lot of youth in that other game. Um, Trev, that brings us to our standout performance, and there's one way to make your wiener stand out just a little more, and it's shaving around it with Manscaped. Mm-hmm. Smooth sack summer is slowly coming to an end. My goodness, but it's not too late to clean it up downstairs for fresh ball fall, baby. Tighten it up. God, I love Manscaped. 20% (laughs) off and free worldwide shipping with the code talking. We're a worldwide show. We broadcast this everywhere. And guess what? There's pubes everywhere. I know. I had a... Yeah, Trev, you raised your hand. I had a bad one. Yeah, so, like, there's just certain things that make you feel better as a a person. Wow. Because, listen, Manscaped is not just for the fellas, ladies. Make sure you're, you know, ladiescaping. Mm. You understand. One, it's making your bed in the morning. You just got to do it. It just makes you feel better about your life. I'm telling you, people, go do that. But the other feeling that I'm talking about right now is when you let things go down there for a while, and then you're like, you know what? What am I doing? And you, you just do a nice 
cleanup job. You look down, you're like, how could I ever have it not like this? I just experienced that like two days ago. I'm freaking beautiful downstairs right now. Trev, it's an incredible point, man. I, I've never walked away from a manscaping session like, damn. It's like, no, dude, you just tightened it up. You just did a good thing for yourself and their performance package. They've got their lawnmower 4.0, uh, crop preserver, crop reviver, the weed whacker ear and nose. Tighten that up, people. And again, go to manscaped.com, code talking, and that'll get you 20% off and free shipping worldwide. So I need, know what I need. One of our international listeners, I do need you to do this. Leave a comment on the video and tell us about it. And maybe we'll get you a shirt or something. Um, but yeah, I want man's, I want to test the limits. So whoever mm-hmm. thinks they're our furthest away listener, why don't you punch this at manscaped.com, code talking. Um, Trev. Standout performances. Who did it this week? Um, I'm going to go first. I think I'm supposed to be first. And I think I've said this guy's name 15 times by now that we might as well get it out of the way, Spencer Strider, eight innings pitched, zero earned runs, and 16 punches, Mm. 16 punches for Spencer Strider. Um, I mean, that kind of says it all. Uh, It's the Braves' single-game strikeout record. The Atlanta Braves, this isn't like the Rocks. This team didn't start in 93. These these are the Braves. Um, Good quote for him after the game. I lost track after five. Um, And then, I mean, I I don't want to be too much shots fired at Smoltzy, but he passes him, which is insane because modern baseball just isn't as good as new age baseball, right, John? But Strider... Mows him down, mows them down, manscaped. Um, and I don't know if you've seen this yet, Trev, but our guy uh, Peter Moylan did a nice like seven minute segment uh, for Bally's. It was like prospect week or something. So it's him and Spencer Strider basically going through his pregame routine, and he Peter's doing them, and he's like cat cowing, and he's trying to move his body how Spencer Strider okay. can. It's a great video. It's must watch. Um, but we talked about it before, man. Uh, a, that that pretty much lives forever. You're the Braves record holder with 16 Ks for now until the next Spencer Strider catches you. Um, and I can't emphasize this enough. 114 innings, 174 strikeouts. What the Braves factory is churning up is just pure insanity. Uh, that there's still, I think there's still people around the game of baseball that might not know this guy, and like, guess what? It, Bruce Buffer, it's time. Like, you need to know who Spencer Strider is. I love it. I watched a snippet of a video from Pitching Ninja, and then he interviewed Spencer Strider, and they start talking about his pitch mix. He's like, you know, um, five ten, five eleven, can throw hard. You know, my fastball was working for me. He goes, my curveball metrically was good, but it just didn't pair. It didn't tunnel right with my fastball, so I had to come up with a different pitch. So he decided, oh, I'm just going to look up Jacob deGrom's slider. Mm. And this is the problem that hitters have to face. I, I would implore anybody to go out there and listen to him talk about this. But basically he says, look, we have all the data on deGrom's pitch. You know, We know the break. We know the velocity. We know the spin access. We know the spin rate. He goes, all what I wanted to do is I couldn't say to myself, let's go recreate 
you know, the side to side or the depth. But what I can try to do is recreate the spin access and the velo. So he starts manipulating his fingers different ways till finally he just finds something that works for him. And this is modern day pitching. And this is why hitters are so fucked. And when you see someone having a series like Judge, you really got to tip your cap because pitchers are out there and they're able to go look at anybody's pitch in the league and try to fucking mimic it, dude. Like that did not used to happen. It used to be a story when like Trevor Hoffman would be in the outfield showing people his changeup right. or something like that. Like this might have happened behind closed doors every once in a while where a pitcher would say, here's my grip. But now we have the data to just go and invent shit. And all these dudes are thinking about is tunneling these pitches. And as a hitter, what are you going to do? You know what our response to that is as a hitter? These guys, he's talking you know, all about science and spin and the drag and you know, the shifted wake and all this shit. You know what hitters say? Well, fuck it, bro. They got to come over my plate. Yeah. Like the only thing you can do is try to out alpha the dude on the mound and be confident. That's it. Like, sure. Match your spine angle to try to get on plane with the pitch, but you don't control the variables, dude. Like it is. It hurts a little bit. Like watching that, watching that clip. I was like, this is scary, man. It's scary. I will say the, those pitching machines that can now like almost exactly replicate a pitcher. If we can get that right, I I know we're still a little while away, but that that's how we fight back, Travis hitters. Um, you can't even use real baseballs in it, bro. Yeah, I know. Guys won't get. They'll just go. You can't just. It's not. It's and not even if you do get on there and you're raking this machine, right? You still got to go out there, and the guy on the mound decides what pitches to throw and mm-hmm. where. I'll uh, okay. I'm sorry, I'll, I'll give my. I'm assi- so excited. I'll give my assisted standout to a guy that got one previously, Kyle Bradish. We think it's pronounced that way. Um, he goes seven shutty again, and and go O's, go O's. So that's what I got, Trev. What do you got? Let me get my uh, stats up here. Stats. I'm going guy. with my guy. No, I'm just getting his page. I'm going with my guy Joey Manessis. Everybody knew was coming. He hits the walk off homer last night. Okay, what was his his end line? Four for six. He had the walk-off homer. It was a three-run shot. Four RBI on the day. This guy has seized his opportunity. And obviously, people, if you don't know the story, it took him 10 years to get to the big leagues. I played with him in 2018. And this guy could hit, man. It's one of those guys. He could hit. He has the hit tool. Like, his swing is good. It's repeatable. He's knowledgeable. He's, like, he, he gets it. One daughter, Jake, he's hitting... 354 with a 385. This threw up 99 at bats, 100 at bats. Like the sample size is getting up there. Mm. Like he has earned himself a starting job next year for the Washington Nationals or whoever he chooses. Well, is he a free agent? I don't know how that works. I don't now. think so. I think he's a nat. Whatever. In either, in any situation, he's earned himself a starting job next year, which is awesome, dude. And again, I talk about rooting for good guys in the game. This is one of the good guys in the game. So, Joey Manessis, you stud. You yeah. from Kulikon, baby. Love that. I feel like you and I should take a trip down there. Um, yes. Yeah. I think we can make a weekend out of it. Uh, yeah, I have no idea if he's a free agent after the year, if the Nats get to claim him or whatever. Interesting. Um, but, yeah, I, I always love those stories in baseball. Uh, if you, you get your chance and you, you take care of it, 
That's uh, that's what it's all about. Um, good standout. Good standout. Trey. Thank you. Uh, standout, unfortunately, leads to a segment of guys who stood out for the wrong reasons, and hopefully next week they will be standouts. It is... Slump watch. Uh, George Springer. Let's go, Spring. Oh, for thirteen, kid. That that's gonna change. I, I. Hey, I have an idea. Yeah. You read the numbers, and I'm gonna encourage these. You hype them up. Done. Yeah. Trev, how about Adley Rushman? Oh, for eleven. I can spin this one. He's letting Gunnar Henderson have his shine. He doesn't want to take away from it. Adley. Great job. Get back to who you are now. Gunnar's had enough press. Get him a helmet that fits. Thank you. That's that's being a team leader. And by the way, him and uh, Felix Bautista, they have a new end of the game thing. And I had one of these weird, I think I was a little late night Jake on the couch. Um, dude, I just had kind of this emotional moment that like Felix Bautista, Adley Rushman, different parts of the world... And now they're out on the mound to signify the end of an Orioles game. Like, there's something beautiful about that, man. Hey, baseball is the people's sport. Anyone can play it. I love it. That's awesome. Uh, Juan Soto, Trev, we talked about this. 0 for 11. You got four walks, though, kid. You're seeing the ball just fine. Your overall numbers are fine. You're one of the best hitters in the game, period. $400 million coming your way. Maybe half a billy. I don't know. Keep doing you, kid. And, Trev, I'm going to combine these because I think these two guys represent you and me. They're kind of the Aragorn and the Gimli mm. of first baseman. <laughs> Matt Olson, 0 for 10, date my daughter. And Max Muncy, uh, 0 for 10, date my niece. They don't give a shit. Go look <laughs> at the back of their baseball cards. I don't need to motivate these guys. You're fine. That's coach. If you look at me with puppy eyes right now, then I'll have a problem. But these guys are freaking ready to go. They're alphas. Second time I said the word alpha. Third time right there. That was an awesome slump watch, which I can't even wait to mean what that means for. Dirt nasties on fuego. That means I'm on fire, baby. Like Waco. Long weekend. Here we are. Are we doing talking baseball on Monday? No. Uh, no. Tuesday. No Monday. I'll do it. Fuck it. And it's all JM Tuesday, I think. Probably should have told people that. Tuesday up. I wanted to give my standout performance to this guy, but I knew I was going to talk about him. And then Fuego, Ty France, six for 12, two homers, five RBI, and a walk. Every time he goes up there, he just has a good at bat. I like his swing. He's just... Got nice legs, like nice yeah. base on him. Go, go, Ty, go. And you're my French guy. You know, he's probably not French. Eh, France. Or is he French? Ty France. He's France. Gotta look that up. Gotta look that up. Starling Marte, five for 11, two homers, four, four RBI, and a walk. Shohei Otani, back in the MVP discussion. Did he ever leave? No, he didn't. Five for 12, two home runs, two a double, and five RBI. Austin Riley, young, thick, just keeps it flowing with that juice. Five for 12, two homers, a double, three RBI, and a walk. Jock Peterson hit one across the fucking bay. It was majestic. Four for nine, two homers, five RBI, and even got hit by a pitch. And then Nick Prado of the Royals. You were asking, who is this guy? He's asking, who the hell are you? Five for yeah. 13, two homers, a double, and three RBI. And the, oh, I got more. Yeah. 
Nick Gordon, not talking about you, kid. Nope. Xander Bogart, six for 12, a homer, two doubles, six RBI, and a walk. And then Joey Manessis, we already talked about you, but his full line for the series, seven for 15, a homer, three doubles, and six RBI. Keep That's racking up that bar tab, Xander Bogarts. Whoo, boy. Yes. He, yes. He don't get paid. I um, took my glove off, bro. It didn't feel right. It didn't feel right. It didn't feel right. You don't want to wear a raincoat. And Trev, I know I'm going to whisper some of this because this is talking baseball. It's a holiday weekend. I know you're excited for that. Trev, this Sunday, we are a week away from the first NFL Sunday. I mean, sitting on the couch watching that, babe. Your guy, Matt Stafford, Cooper Cup. Matthew. The wait is almost over, and you guys need to enjoy the season with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. To celebrate the return of football, DraftKings is giving their can't-miss offer $5 on any football game and $200 in free bets instantly. They also have a new one they're doing. If your bet and the team you bet on, they go up seven. If they score an opening touchdown, you automatically win. If they go go up seven at any point in the game, you automatically win your bet paid instantly. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code JOHNBOY to get $200 in free bets instantly when you place a $5 bet on any football game. That's code JOHNBOY, only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. And that also reminds me, Trev, uh, Sales Luke was asking me, uh, I, I know he bounced, I think he bounced a, a football kind of idea off you that we're doing. We got we to gotta talk about that after the show. A little pick 'em thing. We'll we'll get there. We'll get there. Um, I thought we were gonna like, go to Lambo or something. Well, that might happen. Um, Trev, uh, whenever I get lost in Nad Reed, I kind of like kicking the award to you, and it's a name I think you've mentioned a lot. So, yes, 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 yes. Okay, my award is called the Show Me Your O Face Award. Was that it? Oh, <laughs> what? Was what it? That's disgusting. But I'm not talking about orgasm, bro. I'm talking about ovation. Ah. Why are you going there? My Nick bad. Gordon, my people. Let me tell you about my guy. It's a grand slam. Make some defensive plays. You know what the twins captains do in the dugout? What's that? And I thought this was so cool. When he runs out to defense, they make sure he's the only one that runs out there on defense. And Twins fans gave him a standing ovation. It really gave me chills. It was a really cool thing to see. I think whoever decided to do that, I don't know if it was Correa. I don't know who it was. Could have been El Gary, my guy. Hmm. Whoever decided to do that, thank you for that. And I think Nick Gordon thanks you and will remember that for a long time. It was a special moment. And this kid is just getting better and better and better, dude. And he's like slugging the ball, uh, you know, last seven days, 983 OPS, last 14 days, 874 OPS, last 28 days, 843 OPS. And this is a guy that can do so many different things for you around the diamond. He's versatile. His OPS has gone up every single month, 621, 640, start off slow. Okay. 785, 793, 891. 
I'm getting better every single month. I'm playing all over the field and I'm helping us win important series down the stretch. I got us back one game in the AL Central. Another guy you got to root for, Nick Gordon. You get my award today. The Show Me Your O-Face Award. Man, that, that video is pretty cool, man. That video is pretty damn cool. And yeah, I... I uh, as we finish out the rest of our regular season at Talking Baseball, I, I wonder if there's almost a an unsung heroes app or something like that. Like you, you know, we're different, Trev, and we talk about Nick Gordon's, but there's guys on every team that reflect what Nick Gordon is, and he's beloved by Twins fans. He plays a lot of positions. He's gotten better every month, like you said. Um, that yeah, man. You know, if you jumped to the Twins stat page right now. Nick Gordon wouldn't be the first name you'd see, but he's a name that a lot of Twins fans would want you to talk about. So I, uh, I love it. And your guy L. Gary did hit a big old ding dong after that. Mm. Whoops. Mm. Whoops. Whoopsie. Go fetch that out of the bleachers. Um, great award, Trev. My award. <laughs> My award is the. Uh, Sorry that winter is coming award. Oh. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, summer's kind of ending, right? We're heading into Labor Day. Um, and, you know, Trev Winter, that new Game of Thrones show is pretty hot in the streets. I haven't watched it yet, but I've heard it's pretty I've good. I've watched it. I'll, I'll get in there. You know, I'm kind of, I'm into that stuff. I uh, love the first Game of Thrones, uh, obviously the ending. Um, and maybe tying to the ending and tying to winter. There's a guy who's a talking baseball favorite who you say we were talking about before anyone, and we kind of were. And part of the reason was he's built like a box truck who pitches, and he had the tiniest glove in the game. But we think with winter coming, I think he changed gloves. I'm going. Maybe to, we're used to it. I don't know. I'm going with Lagrasa, aka Mr. Swag. AKA Framber Valdez. Um, Framber Valdez, eight innings pitched, two earned runs. Uh, and like you mentioned, uh, and by the way, that nickname, a little shout out to the Bat Boys Baseball. They've they've been all over my Instagram feed. They're they're doing some fun stuff and they interviewed him where they asked him. He said, My nickname is Lagrasa, aka Mr. Swag, which uh, okay, that's cool. Um man. We mentioned it in passing. The quality starts. Um, you know, there's a little funny business in the quality starts stat. Like, it's, you know, six innings, three earned runs on a given day. It, it's good. Should, you know, it could it be labeled differently? I don't know. I don't care. It's how they decided to label the stats. And Framber Valdez has thrown 22 straight quality starts. So if you're not familiar, you know, six innings pitched or more, Three earned runs or less. So for 22 straight outings, since April 20th, 420 if you will, Framber Valdez, every time he has touched the bump, he has pitched six innings or more, and he's given up three earned runs or less. That is insane. That is insane to not have the blow-up. Go look at Cole. Go look at some of these other elite pitchers. To have a bad day in baseball is very easy. To give up a bloop single, uh, 
you know, a home run in an inning is very easy with who some of these dudes on the other side of the plate are. You face any team on a given day. Toronto is on this list for Framber. The Yankees, the Mets, Seattle a few times, Minnesota. A quality start the last 22 times out. And guess what? When you have Houston's offense, that's going to lead to a lot of wins. Um, and they are 17-8 and eight in Framber's start. Uh, he's been overshadowed by Justin Verlander this year, and rightfully so. I mean, what Justin Verlander done is disgusting, but I feel like we do talk about him near every episode, and we're probably going to be, you know, seeing with the calf and when he comes back and all that. Framber Valdez, he's pitched in the playoffs. He's 28 years old. Um, and he's part of what makes Houston an absolute factory. Knowing that every fifth day you're going to get that effort, I, it's a, it doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel right. So shout out, but I guess when you're Mr. Swag, it does feel right. Shout out to Framber. He's a, uh, really fun to watch pitch, too. I mean, the way he can add and subtract, the way he tunnels, like he toys with hitters. He really does, man. There are times when he's locked in and can throw any single he pitch pitches. he wants. He's pitching. It's really cool. Yeah. It's really cool to see. But he also can reach back and throw 95 on you. Like, Whoops. So uh, we love Framber. You know, we talk about him all the time on this uh, this show. I, I do love, like, the the extra extra effects that it has, you know, on your team, like saving the bullpen for the postseason, blah, blah, blah. Like, there's so many things that happen when Framber goes on the hill that benefit the team. Defense is ready to play. Um, like I said, you save the bullpen, takes pressure off your offense. All of those things like aren't really like, you know, part of what you think about when you think about quality starts, but like they are very important uh, parts of that. I, I love uh, Frank, man. I'm excited to tell Jimmy like this is this is his like dream starting pitcher. Um, and Did a they change quality starts? Didn't it used to be six innings, two earned runs. Now it's six three. Like. I thought it was always 6-3. Um, Anybody in the chat remember that? I don't know. I feel like I remember that there was a time when people were really campaigning for it to change, but I don't know. I don't believe I that ever happened. It, I think when it first came out, people were like, well, 6-3 and three is an incredible start. But, but it's I, quality. I think, where, I think where pitching is gone, getting six innings is, is now super valuable. So I, I think people got over it. I don't know. Sound Back off. in my day, we threw complete games, yeah. and that was a quality start. Yeah, that was the only measure. 15 innings is the only quality start. If you threw all nine innings and your team lost, that was baseball. That was winning baseball. So what, dude? You threw 80 miles an hour because your arm <laughs> hurt so bad. You weren't sore, man. Just uh, had no tendons left. It's just a tackle, old man. Um, BBD. A special treat this week because it looks like we have some fun best friends of the week and the Stimulator Simulator. Oh, yeah. Best friend of the week. Uh, it goes to Lance Lynn. Seven innings, one earned, eight Ks, four hits. Didn't walk a batter, hit one. Mm. But uh, that's important for the White Sox. Another guy important for the White Sox doesn't get the best friend, but shout out Pollock had a couple homers. JM's White Sox. Yeah. Lynn, Pollock, Giolito, maybe I'm back on the train. Um, BBD, play that funky music. Let's go, baby. White boy, and tell me 
who is the Stimulator Simulators pick Friday, September 2nd. The first September Stimulator. Let's start out in the American League where we would have the Guardians pitching, hitting, and young defense against the Toronto Blue Jays in Cleveland. The Jays. The Jays. Gossman shoved. They advanced to play the New York Yankees, where in the other side of the bracket, the Rays. They host the Seattle Mariners. Mariners. Mariners upset the Rays, technically, where we will have... A couple division matchups in the American League in the DS. The Toronto Blue Jays versus the New York Yankees. The Blue Jays. Oh, the Blue Jays got hot. Okay. Hot at the right time. I told you that. The Astros play their division rivals, the Seattle Mariners. Mariners. Whoa. There is a shakeup in the American League. We will come back. To that in the National League, the St. Louis Cardinals will host the San Diego Padres. Stimulators got the cards. The Cardinals, a strong, stable franchise. They take down the Fathers. And then, how's your NL beast? The Braves host the Phillies in three gamers. Looks like the Braves. The Braves wow. held on. Wow, that was... Uh, that was nervous. The New York Mets and the Cardinals. Those teams have linked up in some past playoffs. What's going on there? Those Cardinals keep going. Oh, my yeah. God. Wow, that's that's an upset. Panic in Queens. The Braves and the Dodgers. Wow. History. Dodgers. The Dodgers advance. Maybe that one, that one seed helped them. So, your CS matchups, the Blue Jays and the Mariners, the Cardinals and the Dodgers. Who will be facing off in the World Series? The Mariners and the Dodgers. Whoa. (laughs) West Coast. This is is the wildest simulation we've had yet. West Coast. The Seattle Mariners are facing the Los Angeles Dodgers for the 2022 World Series, and your winner is... The Mariners. I don't believe what I just saw. Wow. They were dead! We saw it, people! (laughs) Jigsaw. Take you suck. Numb. Mike Trout killed the Mariners. Everybody saw it. Stop like blaming me for saying it. I'm numb. Everyone buried alive, I guess. Have an awesome Labor Day weekend. Enjoy it. We will see you Tuesday. Are we seeing them Tuesday or Wednesday? I don't know. We'll talk about it. <laughs>